I'm dispensers with pets, gulking out at the cons, renaissance fests, watch anime chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie, eh, sit back and watch as the uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary, and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor, I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. is Wednesday, February 28th. Okay, hang on to your hats, ladies and fanboys. It's the Fanboy Planet Podcast. Say goodbye to February, and here we are. We've got a special guest. I'm afraid to let him talk. First of all, this is Derek McCaw, the editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. To my left is... Say your name. That dog is really smart. It already knows where the water is. Okay, yes, that dog is really smart. He really knows where the water is. That would be the manager, the owner of FanboyPlanet.comics. And, uh, the only place I buy my comics. And it's the only place I drink. 27. Uh, you know where the water is, too? I know where the water is. Say the uh, address. 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 105, Santa Clara, California, 95051. Phone number is 408-985-7481. That's right. You can come here and drink water from a doggy dish. Across from me, wearing a tie. Yeah. This is Lon Lopez on the mic. Yeah. That's right, Lonnie, baby. And, of course... <laughs> and to my left... <laughs> the sound engineer and commentator. Little Rick Brett Snyder. <laughs> Little Richard. <laughs> no. Woo! Good God, it is Molly. And our special... We're going to start off with our special guest. And this, by the way... This is my get, by the way. Okay, this, so, is, this uh, is your get. Well, you, you got the bounty. Yes. I'm going to say, because we, we get letters. We've actually started getting letters. letters and we, we, got, letters. we got an email from Wait. Little Mikey Wegger, age 10... Actually, he's not. He, he claimed he's married. Two emails. Coral. We've gotten two emails from little Mikey Wegger, who a couple of weeks ago, and it's very cute, he wrote in from his home, wherever it is, and and said, why don't you talk about wrestling on the podcast? And I It's said, on the website, right? Right, exactly. And I said, we will talk about wrestling when we get Chris Garcia in here, which was sort of like saying, when hell freezes over. Well, guess what? Thanks to Lon Lopez, the thermostat has turned way down in Hades, and we have everyone's favorite bridge troll, Mr. Chris Garcia. Hey. Hi. Got a little goat blood on your beard. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Now, Chris is is your author of uh, Falls Count Anywhere on your site, correct? Yes. He writes a... One of my favorite Twice columns. a week yeah. wrestling column. Usually, usually twice, twice a, week. a week. But he's also out there in fandom working very hard, and so sometimes we skip a, 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 a column or two or three, depending on what he's on assignment. Not really for me, but for himself, for his own self-interest. And sometimes he has to get something to eat, so he misses stuff. Right. Yeah, that, that happens Chris a lot. Chris Garcia is the perfect objectivist Ayn Rand uh, wrestling columnist. And this week... Uh, he do- also writes for moreonlife.com. He does write for... Well, he, when was the last time he wrote for that? He just put a new one in. It'll probably get published later this week. Uh, he does a column called Around the Beard, The Musings of a Mild-Mannered Madman. Was that Maniac. Was? Maniac. There we go. Yes. And it is a magnificent beard for those who don't know, haven't been to a convention and seen it. Small children can cling to it and be swung around like at uh, Bonfante Gardens. And frequently do. Evelyn, the little one, grabs on for dear life. Mm -hmm. I should point out, too, if you don't watch wrestling, 
It's still an entertaining column to it read. It is an entertaining column because <laughs> you know a lot about his bodily functions. So, Chris, tell us, first of all, what's new in the world of wrestling? Since you're not going to be able to write a column this week, and we'll explain why in a moment or two, but first mm-hmm. talk about what's going on in wrestling. Well, right now we're in sort of the WWE resurgence, which is incredible for so many reasons. Um, just a year ago, people were talking about how the WWE was dead, how all the storylines were crap, and everything's now 360. Everything they're doing seems to be golden. Uh, we're getting, you know, the road to WrestleMania, you know, what I call my most wonderful time of the year, <laughs> is is now happening and it's going so well. We're getting, you know, John Cena now, and all do this. You, do you decorate the house? Or what do you get celebration? I mean, what do you get? I, Headlock. I, <laughs> I have many times decorated. Uh, you, Put you, your mom in a sleeper hold. <laughs> Once or twice, yeah, but you know, what are you going to do? Adam's a huge wrestling fan, and he's been he's just started inching closer. So uh, <laughs> Adam has questions for Chris Adam. Garcia. Go ahead, take my place. I, he, I think he disagrees. Oh, he disagrees. Oh. oh. Smackdown! <laughs> this is a setup. W- oh, my God. In fact, WWE is actually on the downslope. Oh, really? snap! TN- TNA is coming up big time, as well as Wrestling Society X. Well, Wrestling Society X, I'll agree with you. I think Wrestling Society X is the future of wrestling. Uh, my big thing is TNA right now is stinking up the joint with great matches, with terrible storytelling. Their ratings are pretty much plateaued at about a one, which is far better than anyone would have expected. But the big thing that TNA is doing that is obviously going to prove them that they have no chance to make it is we had head-to-head WWE versus TNA. And in the old days when you had Nitro and Raw, Raw would suffer a little bit and Nitro would suffer a little bit when they were up against each other. Right. When they went against each other, it was the lowest TNA rating of all time in their regular slot when Raw was out of its regular slot. Well, we also got, you know... They the fired Test recently. They fired Test, which was, which to is me... probably a big mistake by them. There's, there's arguing... I would say that Test will probably help TNA more than right. any star that they've well, got Hogan recently. Hogan may actually go to TNA. Oh, Hogan is a gray area right now. Hogan... Oh. Hogan really wants to be the star again. Who wants to watch Hogan anymore is what I want to know. You would be surprised. You'd be surprised. Uh, there are people there, now. He's one of the biggest draws he still in wrestling is. Still. But he's 80 years old. He can't oh, even, Rick, like. Ric Flair is older than he's Hogan. He's like 56. Okay, Rick, that's 80 to me. <laughs> Rick Flair is, is o- older than Hogan. Like he years? still wrestles. Mm-hmm. But he's and in he much better shape than Hogan is. Well. But I mean, the have thing you about, seen Rick I, I have a syntax question at this point, and and is how can you begin this argument by saying that TNA is stinking up the joint with good matches? Well, see, that's I've the never thing. understood that's this kind of double thinking. You present okay. it's good matches, but they have, they have the most. Both. I think the most ingenious match design ever, which is Ultimate X. Well, see, Ultimate X is sort of what I would have come up with if I had one of those wrestling rings when I was a kid <laughs> right and some erector set. But the right problem now. is, and it, they're good matches. But the problem with it is that, they're, yeah, they're going to be great matches. They're going to mean nothing to the pay-per-view buyer. And well, what, the, what brings the, only, the only problem, though, I feel with TNA is, on it, is that they're, they're basically taking all the old WWE wrestlers. They're not bringing really anybody up. That's true. Um, although, although Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe is he's their probably big one of their bright stars. Um, you know, they got Kurt Angle, but Kurt Angle's on his way, kind of Adam's way out. Yeah, the the Kurt Angle thing is he's they're going to find something for him to do, yeah. and it's going to be good. The big the biggest problem I think for wrestling in general is the upcoming of the mixed martial arts. Oh, now see, I can talk a lot about that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that is probably the biggest competition. The, but before we go into that, why don't we talk about news this week? Anything 
happening that's, uh, you know, give us a little preview of the next Falls Count Anywhere. Oh, the next Falls Count Anywhere. Well, it's going to be me missing a lot. Um, mm. But really, what uh, the big thing right now is Test got fired. Yes. Uh, even though WWE is doing He got fired from, what, ECW? From ECW. Okay. But uh, WWE did their biggest number of the year. Who did? Uh, WWE? WWE for Raw this, this past week. Was that the uh, Trump episode? Or? Uh, it was a Trump episode. It was yes. four point. I think it was four point Is that bringing any heat to the show? The oh, Trump that is. Angle? That's and that's also surprisingly getting a yes. lot of mainstream press. Lots mm. of mainstream press. Everybody's mm. talking about. Everybody's it. talking about that. The biggest question I and I think I think you probably know also who's the special guest referee. Oh, everyone knows that it's, it's Steve Austin. Cool, Steve Austin. Yeah. Although there are uh, once, because he does have a film coming out. He does so. have a film it's coming a film, out. Plus. He also has a lifetime contract with WWE. No, it's not. Everyone presents it as a lifetime contract. It well, is not a lifetime contract. It is just a, for as long as he's alive. Exclusive rights. Uh, they have right of first refusal, more or less, right. is what it looks like. Um, plus he's old. Plus he's old. He can't wrestle because of his neck. But he's going to be at WrestleMania, and it's going to be, you know, it's going to make the build up so much better. Has Trump picked his representative yet? Yes, yes. Bobby Lashley. Interesting. ECW champion, it former was, NCAA champion. I thought the, the so, best... again, now for WrestleMania, do you leave a plate of cookies and milk <laughs> out for Stone Cold Steve Austin? Actually, The Rock comes down the chimney and then whoops th- your ass. I actually thought would have thought a better choice, and probably would have been a very good match, would have been the Great Khali versus Umaga. Okay, here's the I problem with the Great I Khali. I would have loved to see that match. The guy can't move. Well, he's kind of like he's those... Big. He's like those old uh, Marvel figures that didn't have the legs that bent or the arms. Yeah. Articulation. Those guys. Thank the, you. The uh, Secret Wars Secret figures. Secret Wars figures. That also came with weapons for characters that didn't need them. Five, yes. Five points of articulation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, but, lo- uh, I love those figures, by the way. I have a bunch Doom of them. But we're trying to tie it back. The they comics. were terrible, terrible to do little wrestling matches with. Almost as bad as the AWA figures. The yeah. LJN can... figures, though, were classic. And well, can, my other awesome. question at this point is how many of those figures beat you? Wow. But uh, okay. what, what's strange is that right now we're You have, job to them. I know. You job to yeah, them. I did. And that really mine is to make them look great. I mean, I'm like the Mike Jackson of our era. But, uh, what's what, a, what name did you wrestle under? I wrestled under Mr. Fabulous. Wow. Fabulous! Okay. Yes, I know. But I wore a suit and I looked. I pulled it off. Um, were you better than the Brooklyn Brawler? <laughs> no, no one is better than the Brooklyn Brawler. And I will define that to my death. All right, King what about Ball WrestleMania? Genres. Any surprises that we can uh, can spoil here or, or at least get the scoop here? Well, I can anti-spoil a surprise. Uh, oh, do tell. Uh, the Big Show will not be Again, there. The syntax just kills me. <laughs> anti-spoil. I can anti-spoil the... Freshen <laughs> surprise? I, we're going no. to remove the surprise right out of your head. Yeah. Uh, the Big Show will not be there. Was somebody saying he was going to? Uh, it was well. The original plan was the Big Show versus Hogan in the recreation of Hogan Andre twenty years ago in Detroit. Uh, what? Yeah, I know, I know. Then it was going to be Hogan versus Tully. We all know, we all know that classic like match. Yeah, yeah, we've been there. When Hogan You'd slams think. Old, the first person to slam Andre the Giant. Not true at all. Yeah, of course it's not. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to kick Adam out so we can focus. <laughs> And then we'll do a special podcast that is just oh. Adam and Chris argue fine points of wrestling trivia and where it's going because yeah. that would be the most boring podcast ever. I don't know about that. No, actually, it's not, actually you know the thing is it actually sounds like you guys might have something. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And I and I, I we got a spinoff podcast. We do. Well, I'm happy with that because anything I can franchise, baby, I'm in. I'm looking to be. I'm sure the BBC wants that. Yeah, but so, I'm claiming rights. Little <laughs> Mikey, what was his last name? Mikey what? Mikey Wigger. D- that was for you, Mikey Wigger. 
Okay, and but the reason the reason Chris is actually here is not for wrestling. I mean, no. he's always happy to talk about it. Sorry, Adam. Sorry, <laughs> but he's here to promote an event here in San Jose that's going on this week. It opens. Tonight. I'm here. I'm here to promote it too. Lon yeah. is as well. Uh, me too. No, yeah. no, you're not. Actually, it's a different event. You don't know what we're talking we're, about. We're actually yet. press. I want to promote it. Okay. Yeah, we've actually got. You'll notice. Indeed. So yeah. I thought ex- that was like a bulletproof <laughs> look, shield. Look I'm <laughs> expecting a lot of articles out I of you. I have one too. <laughs> Through the magic of podcasting. Yes. <laughs> but yes, we're we're this is bigger than yours. <laughs> Give me back my passing. We're talking oh. about his about his beard. There's no bald spot on on Chris's chin. Oh heavens no! Very very few on my body. In fact, there's a wet spot though. Go ahead. Uh, excuse me, I have to throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> but uh, no, Cinequest Film Festival, uh, the big annual San Jose Film Festival, starts tonight. South Bay. South Festival. Bay. Well, I like to say San Jose because it's the only city that matters. Oh, okay. Okay. But uh, there you go. <laughs> exactly. What and about Gilroy? All you listeners in anywhere else. San Jose. <laughs> yeah. S J O. Peace. Um, but yeah, so it's I just threw up in my mouth. Start today with a uh, Mira Nair. Mira Nair. Mira Nair's uh, uh, the namesake. The namesake. Uh, with Cal Penn, who was in Harold and Kumar. He was Kumar. Who was in a film, in Harold and Kumar, with my dear friend Kate Kelton, who we've done in Who was with. also in a film with Kevin Bacon. There you go. Oh. Three steps. No, okay. He's Richard. Is that the one that Richard Christie's in? No, that's the one Richard Grieco's in. I don't know. I don't okay. think so. It might be. Richard Christie's supposed to be in a film with Kumar, the guy's... Oh, no, that's not that one. It's another one. Okay. It's different, but not the same. Okay. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> For those looking to understand what the heck just happened in the last 30 seconds, we have no clue either. No. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Hey, it's those who know who Richard Christie is would be interested. Those who don't, don't need to know. So this is all about movies? This is all about movies, <laughs> pretty much. Thank you, Rick. This is an independent <laughs> film fest uh, locally in San Jose. Held downtown, mostly at the, what, Camera 12? Camera 12. And the rep is still holding some? The rep and the California Theater, the beautiful beautiful California California Theater Theater on uh, 1st Street. Now, very decent. This year, do either of you boys have uh, films in competition or Uh, in? That is a nay. I say the nay. Yeah, I don't have anything this year. But we are both. But you have in in years past. We are past, what, uh, what do they call it? Uh, former, previously. Any, previously. Any, any big guests coming? There are actually a bunch. We've got Stuart Copeland from The Police. On, Mini uh, Driver oh. from whatever she's been in. From England, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have my... Tarzan. Tarzan. I was yeah, going to go Tarzan. And also, of course, the most important one is on Friday, J.J. Uh, Abrams of Alias. Uh, going to be there in some yes. show called Lost, which I don't believe in. And some uh, movie called Star Trek, He's which gonna he be just confirmed Hellman. he will be directing Star Trek Eleven. It came yes. confirmed today. which you could have read about also in Eleven? Science Fiction San Francisco on eFanzines.com. But uh, it's... I'm, I'm sorry. Or half a right dozen other, other websites sites. that I'd rather not promote right now because you're working here for Fanboy Planet, you traitor. That, was, that wasn't a shill, was it? Uh, maybe. Yeah, see, I saw, I saw Jackie Chan there a couple of years ago. Yeah, Jackie Chan was there. I uh, was there, too. That's right. I, I challenged him to a fight. No, I was there for that presentation. That was yeah. fun. Uh, my favorite one was Lily Taylor, uh, uh, the, the queen of the indie, being there. And we had a wonderful conversation about snow globes. And, you know, every year it just seems to, you know, I've been going for the last four or five years, and every year it just seems to get better and better. Uh, you know, I haven't looked through these. What are a couple movies you recommend for the, this this festival, Chris? Uh, the big one is Super Amigos. And, wait, the worlds are about to collide. It does sound like it. Yes, it is a film about 
the masked characters who wander around the streets of Mexico City uh, promoting their social causes. So, But they're masked like wrestlers, basically. Uh, there's uh, Fra Chimenta, uh, who the story of Nacho Libre was taken from, his true story. So this is a documentary. It's a documentary. Oh, uh, super gay, uh, who fights for gay rights. Uh, the Avenger. I think in Spanish it's superheroes. Yeah, they're, yeah. Su they're superheroes super in Mexico. Yes, but they're but they're, they're real, masked wrestlers. Andy. I, they're I know, real. I, I know. <laughs> I think I just saw blood vessel burst <laughs> in Andy's high. It, it's, it looks to be probably the best uh, the best documentary on the the sort of Mexican culture that I could think of. Because when I think of Mexico, I think of the Mexican wrestling mask. Right. That's the culture. Yeah, and, and then. Uh, I have a friend that oh, has a movie in there that uh, I would recommend seeing just because it's cinematically very uh, strange. And it's actually called, is it We Are the Strange? We Are the Strange. By M. Strange. Uh, so check that film out if you get a chance. It it's I've seen some of the stuff when he was making it. It's uh, kind of a, I guess you'd call it a puppet kind of weird psychedelic thing. Okay. Animated, stop motion kind of thing. Oh, and his stuff is very, you know, I would say kind of like in the vein of Guillermo del Toro, maybe, but, you know, freakier. So that's another one I'm looking forward to. And also, all the Cinequest information can be found on uh, www.cinequest.org, correct? That's right. Yes. So if anybody's interested out there, go to cinequest.org and forget the full schedule and check out the movies. If not, go downtown. There's like a schedule everywhere there's on every corner. There's banners everywhere. There's yeah. films everywhere. Why don't Derek and link it up on the website? Because they haven't asked me to yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, in years past, uh, there's always been, a, I think it's great for seeing shorts, uh, which you are a big fan of. Huge fan of shorts. Male shorts. Yeah, yes. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Have you seen Made in America? I have seen Made in America. I love that. It's great. Yeah. I recommend that. Yes. Well, is that there's the one with Jennifer Lopez? No. no. Oh, that's Made in Manhattan. Yes. Sorry. Okay. But no, there's so many great shorts this year. Uh, the animated shorts are the big ones this year for me. Okay. Uh, one in particular called Film Noir, which is a stop-motion mixed-media uh, sort of video collage almost that is just absolutely gorgeous based around the film noir concepts, and it's absolutely great. Uh, there's something from DreamWorks, and, you know, there's just so many different shorts from all around the world. I think there's 13 countries represented or something like yeah, that. And festivals are the great place to see, especially on the, the heels of the Academy Awards when you see all these shorts go by that mm -hmm. no one's ever heard of or gotten a chance to see, except mm -hmm. now, like, if they were tied in, I can't believe that they nominated something from Ice Age and they nominated something from... Uh, uh, little, the, the Little Match Girl was on yeah. the Little Mermaid DVD. I don't understand how that actually got to qualify. But aside from those two, seeing those others, mm -hmm. the Danish poet that won. The Danish won, poet's really good. You're going to see that at a festival. You're not going to get to see mm -hmm. that, say, at the yeah. Well, see, last year, a number there of the shorts place. ended up uh, available on iTunes. Yeah, yeah and uh, YouTube gets a lot of them. In fact, yeah. I actually had to go to YouTube to see uh, West Bank Story, which won for Best Live Action. Oh, is that Sport, on YouTube? Oh, exactly. Which is absolutely... It, you know, a Palestinian and Orthodox Jew uh, singing battle. It, it, wow. Okay. It's West Side Story out. on the West Bank. You yeah. won't see that at Magic Johnson Theaters, baby. Okay. Magic Johnson owns theaters? Baby. Uh, yes, he does have it. I can't believe yeah, you, much you, more you name check the Magic Johnson Theaters, which I don't think we have any of in Northern mm -hmm. California. And I think under his shirt he is wearing a Lakers jersey, classic vintage. So Holy crap. <laughs> Or to be more appropriate for this broadcast, holy moly. Okay. Uh, so to get, get it back to comics, so we've yes. done a nice chilling for Cinequest. We're very excited about it. Unfortunately, I can't go, as I said, but we will, because we'll be at WonderCon uh, this weekend as well. There's too many things going on, and Wonder, i got to hang. Wonder, Wonder, 
Anyway. <laughs> I can't go there. Who wrote the book of love? That was the Troll Singers. Wait, and, do, we have uh, pay, do we have to pay for the rights to that? No. Uh, we used just enough. Just About 15 seconds. I we're okay. Uh, Lon has a leftover complaint. And oh. I, say, I say leftover because last week we talked as spoiler-free as we could about our great disappointment in an event. And a lot of sites have talked about it, and that's fine. But you know what? You're here. You care what we have to think. Or you think that maybe we're at least going to be funny about ideas that you've already had. I think I'm going to be funny. Not so much. So anyway. I haven't even, you know, heard the argument for last week. Forgive me. Uh, it's been a busy week. But so we were all pretty much disappointed about Civil War. I would War. say I was disappointed in Civil War. Yes. I had a, I had a lot of big issues. Um, but there's like, I don't know, one big major plot hole for me, and maybe you guys can answer this or respond to it. But Maybe. Okay. So the big issue, can we spoil the ending? Basically. I think this, after a week, okay. after nine days, by the time we yeah, get this I up, so. we can get the this. Big I, I think the ending was spoiled last week. Wrote it. <laughs> okay. Can you spoil the ending when it's already Well, rotten? the big ending is, of course, Captain America quits, gives up, surrenders for some reason. Folds. Um, folds. And part of, you know, part of it and is... cries while he does it. Yeah, there's a lot of crying now in the Marvel Universe, but... Um, yeah, I so, saw Superman did it. And yeah. Even an android can cry. Why can't Captain America? That was my joke from last week. But anyways, um, it's been your joke no, for several weeks. I, I thought, I'd, I thought I'd take it. Thank you. All right. Um, at least steal from the best. Anyways, so um, even a fanboy can cry. But anyways, so my issue with that, first of all, is okay. Well, so he he comes to this realization that oh, we're, the people don't want us to fight anymore. Well, he's all. Isn't Captain America also an American too? And isn't he entitled to his opinion as well? So even if you know, the, these people disagree with him. Is Why would he stop fighting? If he believed so much in this cause, some people coming, you know, that would fight with it, you know, and all of a sudden now he changed his mind. And then my other problem with that, is Steve waiting to say something? Or? Oh. He's just disturbing. I have a, call, oh, okay. just I have a call back to that as soon as we get past okay, we'll Civil get to War that. 7. Yeah. Um, and then the last, the other problem I had with it is, okay, so there's this big controversy, or not controversy, but this pivotal scene where Cap is just beating on Iron Man and basically got him, he's standing over him with his shield cocked, and, you know, that's when he gets tackled by this group of, you know, normal civilians and, yeah. and basically, you know, hey, buddy, knock it off, you know. My, my, my problem with this is, what was Captain America's plan if that if it if they were going with that if you're telling me their big plan to end civil war was they were going to what kill iron man that was their big plan so even if captain america didn't give up what were they trying to accomplish well i don't know and there's some other thing because here's the end game and basically he had you're telling me that the greatest strategist in marvel history or or you know this great war hero who's always got the upper hand on everything this is their plan. Their plan was to go into the, the, the prison. Yeah. That, and so how was he supposed to prove his point? His whole thing was, you know, to reverse this. Kill Iron Man. The whole, the whole, the whole tent of cards falls down if you kill Iron Man. I don't, I, I but, don't. But he's not, that's not. Does that just creates another martyr? I think you, you are not as smart as Captain America, clearly. <laughs> I think the biggest mistake we can make at this point is he trying to answer Hitler. that question. But that's, so that, so if you think of it that way, the book makes absolutely no sense. So so I think that's the biggest. I'm going to throw something else out that I hadn't really noticed. And Andy, you can confirm this. Or deny. Or deny. Thank you. That last week as well came at the second issue of the Illuminati, which implied very strongly that Tony Stark has the reality gem. Yeah. Yes. 
So therefore, uh, anything goes now. Tony Stark could have, can still, I mean. He promised not to use it. Sure, he also promised not to throw his friends in jail, and look how that turned out. When did he promise that? I don't know. But how does, I mean, so... It was it was in the afterglow, because so you know they're adding all this, he'll promise anything. They're yeah. adding all this stuff so they can write their self out of this mess? Is that what you're saying? I, I think that there's, that they've let themselves, that they purposely put in that issue of the Illuminati saying that Tony has the reality gem, because basically if he hadn't won, he could have still won by just altering reality. And still could. And we know he hasn't altered it already. Exactly. You know, see, you know, one of my problems was Captain America quit. Why did everybody else quit? No, so They quit because Cap quit. Well, he actually told them to stand down. Yeah. But I know, but it's stand like... Stand down, troops. So, so the fight is it's, it's just over now? None of the people have the beliefs that they had before? Didn't except, you read the last five pages of the book? Except that Luke Cage and Spider-Man, Spider-Man in the black suit are leading a new, uh, the new New oh. Avengers. And then there's I had another problem. Time Magazine's Man of the Year, Hank, Hank Pym, Pym, and he's shaking hands with Black Panther. I did love the fact that it does look like Chikala is about to break, ready to break his wrist. That was, well, no, but, but that could but, be a file photo too. Well, but still, though, okay, even I so, can't believe I'm defending it like that. <laughs> even even so, file photo. How does how does Photoshop. Beta Ray Bill get into Omega Flight? That is Beta Ray Bill. When the hell did yeah. Beta Ray Bill come to Earth? Right. Well, and why does he have to leave the, the Beta US? Ray Bill miniseries? That was Ended really badly, too. Okay, I don't but, remember that. But my point is, is, wasn't Black Panther on the side of the attacking force? He was for, on the rebel side. He was on the rebel side, and now picture. he's on. He's shaking hands. He, now he's a friend of... Everyone's made friends again. Uh, so so why are we still chasing Spider-Man? So you can attack because the United States we don't and know, still be friends? because it would be better for Spider-Man's solo books... This yeah. is this is one might even say it'd be okay, spectacular. Okay. Chris Garcia just winced when I said spectacular, but the thing is, in Civil War, the writing is so bad that they keep throwing in those adjectives like that. If if the yeah. Hulk appeared in Civil War, someone would incredible. go incredible. Someone would go rampaging. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, the, and someone would just say planet. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> so Reed Richards is surprised that Spider-Man can, can dodge that quickly? Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. Yeah, yeah it makes me, look at, so tell me about the Punisher War Ugh. Journal because we, we were implied that the Punisher is going to pick up the mantle there of Captain go. America. Oh, jeez. I, I stopped reading Marvel Comics. I, I quit. And I'm, I'm about the point where I'm going to do it again. So the Punisher, the, the whole Stiltman thing was that, you know, they sort of do that retro looking back at these old heroes and sort yeah. of showing them sort of realistically. The ones they can kill without upsetting anyone. Right. There's this whole bar. These people just start showing up. These people start showing up for the Stiltman's funeral, right? And there's one of the one of the good parts is that um, they made a Doombot, and they said, they said, Dr. Doom's here. And he goes, no, that's just a Doombot. Um, they, they just made that because they wanted his wife to feel like the Stiltman was a big player. <laughs> and, and through the whole thing, no matter what's going on, the Doombot says, kneel before doom. And it's just like appears in random panels. That was that was good. That was but the fun. thing is, so it's this, and th- these guys are sort of reflecting on their past, wishing they were better than they actually were, getting in drunken little brawls and fighting each other, right? And while all this is going on, the bartender is the Punisher disguised, and he's poisoning every one of them. They all get oh, knocked out. Oh, he's the bartender. He wasn't the cocktail waitress? No. <laughs> he poisons them. They all they all pass out, and he, he walks out and blows the place up. And it's like... The, that's not the, the the Punisher fights you 
face to face and kills you. How is that punishment by poisoning somebody? That's just, I, I, that's weak. The thing is you know. though, they they spent the whole issue reprehensible of murders. While while it wasn't like as overt, they spent the whole issue making these characters almost sympathetic. You were feeling for them, you know, you say, look at these poor pathetic old men trying to relive their glory days at the funeral of one of their buddies. And they, they, they sort of say, man, I remember back when, you know, we used to rob a bank and no one got hurt. They put us in jail for a couple of months and we'd break out and we'd do it again. And it was all fun. And then, you know, one <laughs> says, we look at, we can do it again. We can get together. We can be somebody. You know, and so you start to feel the sympathy for them. And then the Punisher poisons them and kills and, them all. And the reality is that despite claiming they aren't really doing that, they've split the Punisher into two different characters. There yeah. is a Max book. Punisher, that sells very well. They don't need Punisher War Journal, so they can do anything like make him into a mur- make him very unlikable, and just and just stop putting him in the Marvel. Universe. You know, the thing is, I haven't read the the Marvel Punisher. I guess the Punisher in the Marvel Universe in a long time, but I don't ever remember during the time I was reading Marvel, say in the '80s, I don't remember the Punisher ever actually killing anybody. Not during the '80s. Yeah, he tried, but he was always foiled. Um, and so it's like the Garth Ennis's Punisher. He kills people. Mm-hmm. The Punisher in the Marvel Universe, he never actually quite gets around to it. You know, it's just the way, and it's like all of a sudden, and, and this isn't that, that Garth Ennis type of Punisher where he pops out of the bushes, draws his guns, and like gets in this blazing gunfight. He cowardly poisoned them and blew them up. Cowards are. And they, they weren't bad guys, and most of them weren't even active anymore. But as bad as all that is... Wait till you read Frontline 11. Okay, I'm going to tell you this. Well, I'm going to thank you for that prophecy. I'm going to say it's, this right now. God, his Daredevil and Brubaker, gets, Ed Brubaker is so good. Worse. I'd quit reading Marvel comic books completely if it wasn't for Ed Brubaker. From now on, I'm only reading... Really? Have you read this this week's Daredevil? Did Brubaker <laughs> write it? Blind Love, yes. Blind Love. Was it good? <laughs> okay, wait. I need to go back a couple more. Okay. I need a couple more Civil War questions Ugh. answered. I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. Ask Last me. week, you had alluded... You, didn't, you tried to not do spoilers... And you said something. There was a character who did something that I thought was, you know, he was going to do. Was that the cap surrender thing you were predicting? I, or? Well, I said I, I, that I would agree. I would. I thought that Cap reached the conclusion that I would. I could. Was see, that the Josh Whedon thing that you had? Yeah, I could. Josh? I could see Cap reaching the conclusion he did, not the way he did it. Mm. Oh wait, okay. Is this Frontline? So, so Rick, you're telling me, but if I read ahead, that won't ruin just it for me. Just read that one panel. Uh, Rick just handed me a panel from Frontline 11, and I just threw up in my mouth. Oh my God! And and that's not the worst. That's not the worst. No, that's that not was good. America that was like, just became nanny America. Yeah, like, wow. Pair cap. That was like when Batman, uh, when Val Kilmer as he Batman. He just said, became Captain Canada. I'm not Canada. Batman because I yeah. want to be. Or I'm not Batman because I have <laughs> to be. I'm Batman because I want to be. What? Let's not say something we can't take back. All That's right, I'm sorry. Uh, well, because wow. Canada got does it, does a mega fight. Does this have the big revelation I of who's behind Canada. Civil War in this? And then the last, the last thing I have is, did they reveal the traitor? Is it is it There's Purple an Man? accusation in this as to who the traitor was. Is it Purple Man? All through this, they don't even actually, they just make an accusation. Oh, no. That's for the initiative. You have to read the last. There's this, this is a two-sectioned uh, book. I can't afford this. Is the stupid, goofy World War II thing in the back of this? This is all talk. Good, because I hate those. It's all talk. Oh, it's a Bendis book. Yeah. <laughs> Thank heavens. Okay. So let's, uh, let's switch over. Thanks, Civil War. Yeah, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you for doing it to me again. Every time I start to get back into Marvel again, they burn me. I, I voiced my uh, objection by not buying any of the books. <laughs> it wasn't really voicing, well, was it? Well, well played, sir. I, I have to serve my customers. I can't not buy them. Right. 
You know, that would be really I cool. I only read them for the podcast. Say, you know what, customers? No more Civil War for you. I know what's best for you. No for and you. it's best for you not to read Civil War. You're not enjoying it as much as you think you are. You've just created right. a generation guys, of bad guys, comic writers. You guys writers. talk. I'm going to go read Frontline. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, let's switch over to 52 a little bit because... Woo-hoo. I haven't read it. Me neither. I'm just going to say positively, again, doing it right. Doing it right. Countdown, by the way, they announced at New right. York Comic Con Doing it right. that they've got two months worth of countdown done already. They are ready. DC is handling this. I just don't get that feeling of we don't know where the hell we're going. They learned from Infinite Crisis, oh, yeah. where I don't think they knew as much as they thought they were they knew ahead of time. And did that make any I'm sense? Still parsing. Holy crap! Sentence. I'm talking like Chris Garcia writes. No, you're not. <laughs> you're right. I need to throw in a couple of conjunctions that made no sense. And te. <laughs> and te. T e h. And if I could, that's right, if I could type this with my feet while drunk, then I would be, anyway. Uh, but they're doing it right, absolutely. There was still more excitement out of the New York Comic Con. Of course, Stephen King did confirm J.J. Abrams and uh, the other producer from Lost, uh, Damon Lindelof, yeah. are working on Dark Tower. Nothing solid. He sold them the rights for how much money? I don't know. $19. What? <laughs> <laughs> he sold them the, he sold them the option. They said, "If I could, if we could do it, how much would how much would you charge for the option on Dark Tower?" And he said, nineteen dollars." Well, he really just needed the buck for cab fare or something. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, because if you are a reader of Dark Tower, the number nineteen comes. He thought they said Dork Tower. No, no, no. He sold it for nineteen bucks. So I, I, I thought it was kind of cool. It's like selling somebody a car for a dollar just so you have an amount to put down. Dude, like at this point, does Stephen King really need more money? No. This is a guy who claimed he was going to retire and couldn't stop. Yeah. It's compulsive. So I think Stephen King's in it for the creativity. It absolutely is. Andy's back. Why is Captain America wearing his uniform when he's in prison? I thought about that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so that the dumb readers at home know but it's Andy, Captain America. Andy, they took the cowl away so they can tell who he is. It's 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 chainmail. Yes. <laughs> but you don't understand. It's bonded to his skin by an alien sim. No, no, wait. No. I'm confused. Go back to reading. Ah, see, if you make me read that before the podcast, my brain might melt out my nose, and I would not be able to make say anything coherent. Yeah. So let's turn now to a book that no one can feel controversial about right now, except that we're. We're shameless whores in promoting that tonight, here at Fanboy Planet, there is a signing going on, a release for a much-delayed book. I'd like to bring... Where's your creator? He's looking over the erotica section. Ray Borsig. Ray, get over here. Yay. Ray has released... I don't want to. Elusive Arts uh, Entertainment has released Dorothy Number 7. They're here signing tonight. And Ray, for the first time, uh, has provided all the art... For this book, so it's just, is this your first solo? Shall we say it's all yours, all Ray, all the time, every page? Sorry, I have to admit, yes. Okay, well, it looks <laughs> it looks pretty good. So, what would you like to, to talk about uh, to to promote Dorothy number Sell seven it. here? Sell, Sell it. it, number seven. seven. Oh, it's beautiful. It's our greatest issue yet. Okay. <laughs> Dealing with your version of the cowardly lion, who is not called the cowardly lion. It's the kind of scared lion. The beast. The beast. Oh. The beast. Doesn't look very liony, but he looks very frightening. Maybe we should bring he, Xander in. He wasn't you know, supposed just to look very <laughs> Xander just blanched. That's uh, Elusive Art's official nephew is his title. Uh, <laughs> and he doesn't. Please don't put me on. Please. Uh, you know, the people might listen. Uh, so it's all right. So this has been uh, much delayed, honestly. How many how many months late are we on this? I mean, let's be honest. Uh, the downside of this. I'm not even sure. I stopped counting. 
And this was because you had, amused me. you had <laughs> they amuse you very good had production problems and it ended up with you I mean you did you were you intended to be the solo artist on this book um, yeah yeah I know Greg was going to help out but Greg had some other problems so okay what did you learn from this experience uh, that I need a big break are you going to get an, are you going to get a big break uh, I'm trying to but um I've got a Another project going on, a CG product project that you can't talk about. Yeah, yeah. Dang it! But we can talk about Ray and Anna and is Mark coming up? Mark Masterson Mark coming, is up? coming up. Yeah. Uh, for WonderCon, so they will all be at the Elusive Arts booth sell, uh, selling and signing issues of Dorothy. Mark Teague and myself will be at the Elusive Arts book uh, uh, booth signing uh, and selling issues of Tony Loco. The Anna's first here. And is here. The second issue of Tony Loco will be available as a convention exclusive right now. Is that not correct? I'm sorry. These are the weirdest headphones I've ever tried on. What were you saying, Sorry. I said the Tony Loco is a convention exclusive. Number two is a convention exclusive for right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can find that at WonderCon, and you'll be at the Emerald City. Yeah, we'll be at... Uh, Emerald Con. Is that what it's actually the one yes. in Seattle? We'll, we'll be at WonderCon, booth 612. We will actually be uh, doing a signing at Wizard World LA. This was just figured out. Okay. We're not going to have a booth. We're just going to do a special signing at the Comic Bugs booth. Booth 1010, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Saturday. We'll, we'll have Jeffrey Berman down there reporting for for Fanboy Planet. For and Wizard a fan. World. Oh, He's a friend. Oh, well. Um, that's the best kind. <laughs> um, so that we'll be signing there Saturday and Sunday um, at Wizard World LA. Then Emerald City. Yes, we will be there. Mm -hmm. And we'll actually be sharing a booth with Ninth Circle and Atomic Basement, which means that our booth will be the party booth of the entire convention. You say that now when I, after I've already confirmed I can't go there. Okay. Uh, we just figured this was just worked out because oh, sure. uh, their paperwork was lost and they wanted a booth and All we're right. friends with them. You're gonna just have to bring the party to San Francisco. We can claim Very that. They're actually gonna be in San Francisco, but they're gonna be on the other side of the convention center. So. Okay, so there's booth 612 at WonderCon, yes. and we're gonna be wandering around. Uh, we'll be signing at some point, but but uh, Rick and Lon and myself, are you going, Mr. Trollman? I am going there, in fact, representing a number of different interests. <laughs> <laughs> that all add up to your own. Very dirty. Oil. Very dirty. <laughs> yeah, he is. It really bothers me. But anyway, uh, you can tell because the twitching has begun. But we'll be we'll be wandering around. We may podcast from from the WonderCon floor at some. You got some, some interviews lined up. We do. Um, I guess can, you know. Should we say? I, I'm, I'm trying to line up more, but we do have. Let's just say we have uh, some heroic. Someone heroic we really, really, really want to talk to and really, really, really want to get our photo taken with. Yes. Uh, I, and I will say, there's here's a clue that's going to be obscure, but one of the people that we are lined up to talk to has something to do with Dr. Fate. Mm. That's all I'm going to say, and I'm not talking about the upcoming DC series. Helmet Newton? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Helmet Newton? What? <laughs> Helmet Newton? Um, <clears throat> no. Uh, anyway, so that's it. Those are the two we have lined up so far, but we do. Uh, I'm hoping to line up some more because obviously, uh, as we can always predict, WonderCon is bringing up a Hollywood is coming to WonderCon. There's going to be a Spider-Man 3 presentation. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody big from Spider-Man 3 showed up. We, they just added last week Ger Gerard Butler is coming with Zack Snyder to talk about 300. Don't know if we're going to get to talk to them. Hope we do. They're doing a 300 showing? They're doing a 300 screening on Friday night. Only 300 people will be in, allowed in. There's a theme there. There's a theme. It's funny that. But then they're going to make them all fight to the death afterward. 
Right, that's what I heard. There's we big, are spotted! There's a big pit in the center of the theater. <laughs> so, and, and in the middle of all that is Dorothy number seven. So, Yay. it's going to be exciting. Yay. I'll and be interviewing a former Creature Features host, John, John Stanley. John Stanley. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so. so, very pleased with that. Very good. Very good. You'll, you'll find me in Chick Alley. Uh, <laughs> looking at the Playboy chicks, trying to get an interview. Oh, I thought you were talking about the Chick Tracks, because those are very interesting, too. I, chick I'm, not, I'm not familiar. Chick Tracks, the religious pamphlets, little ones. Oh, oh Jack Chick Tracks. Yeah, yeah. Are you still here? <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> oh, that's right, Lon's your ride home. Damn it, we can't have him leave in a half until... He's staying with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, and uh, Dorothy, six, the booth 612, do you know who you, where... You'll be near anything major we can use as a as a landmark. You well, the know. Tony Loco people right next to them. That'll be a big <laughs> sign. But I, you know, yeah, we'll see. So, uh, yeah, be there. So uh, hunt them down, bind the books, buy the, the books, books. get them signed. You can get number two right now of Tony Loco. So that's and we have Tony Loco buttons. Anna says handed me a couple of the Tony Loco buttons. So they're very exciting. So we got and that. buttons are big at cons, so mm. keep an eye out. These, these aren't. Big buttons, though. They're no, just no, 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 but the cons. kids love to collect the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. They do. We decided to start charging for them, though. Mm. Yeah, because there's the kids who walk by and go every table, and they sort of scoop every right, possible right. free thing into their bag. Yeah. Then there's the nice ones who at least ask, is this free, but obviously have no interest in what you're selling. And then there's the really polite thing, people who, like, actually buy your comic and then ask to buy your buttons, and then we're like, oh, no, no, you can have them free now. Free you just gave away the trade secret right to buy the button. <laughs> Some of the kids do pick up the comic book and go, is this free? Yeah, yeah. We like the little kids, like the, the six-year-olds who pick up a comic book that says display, and they try and walk away right, with it. Right, and I think Dorothy number seven is for the kids. I mean, <laughs> no. There's no, uh, there's no blood and gore in this issue. I do Just enjoy this title, but I do not, I should say, I don't think it's for the children. Uh, as my daughter is in the middle of reading Ozma of Oz right now. Not the same. I'm going to need to take back some Christmas presents then. Mm. Especially since <laughs> little, it's February. Yeah. Okay. I still have some I haven't sent out, man. It's okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, so, and speaking of heroic, this week's heroes. Excellent. I thought the ending was great. Uh, it's awesome. Awesome. The only problem I had with the whole show, and are we going to do spoiler on this at all? It's been a couple days. I can say this without spoiling it. Spoiler. There was a particular dramatic scene towards the end where something's happening inside the house. There are people inside the house and people outside the house. And outside the house is relatively tranquil. And there are mm-hmm. no broken windows in the house. Just yeah. a lot of flashing lights. Inside, it's Armageddon. Yeah. I felt like I was watching a 70s made-for-TV movie at that point. Okay. Did anybody else... Notice the reference to X3? No. No. Um, or maybe it's not a reference. Maybe it's a straight ripoff. But um, X3 at the end where he has to, Wolverine has to approach Jean Grey, and the closer he gets, his face, you know, his skin's, you know, he's uh-huh. eroding oh, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, X-Men 3. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, well, no, X3, State of the Union. No, I don't know. Um, no, but... Uh, and so in this this one, Claire, who has Wolverine powers, yes. does pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Has to face the radiation guy. You know, I didn't draw that conclusion and make that connection at all. I was I was how up how do I only notice this? Come on, no, guys. Come was, on, fanboys. I was tired. Now that you pointed out, it's so obvious. Thank you. Bless you, Lon Lopez. Thank you. 
Your presence says... My mind is I know there's now. a reason why I was here. Okay. A strange fog I was not aware of is mm, now clifted from my eyes. There you go. And how about Eric Roberts? Oh, yes. Mmm, <laughs> Eric Yikes. Roberts. I should also say, uh, this is just a little thing for uh, Lana. On the way over here, I was listening to Tom Likas on the radio. Yes. And he had D.L. Hughley as his guest. And D.L. Hughley said uh, he still has his parking space for Studio 60, so it is... Uh, those, the, so he says, yeah, the mark still, of life. we're still in production, and he has good. He says he believes that they will be coming as back. As long as I can park, season. I've got a job. Yeah, better. That's a great show. Oh, it's an awful show. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> I'd rather you. watch, uh, what, 30 Rock. 30 Rock is good, too. We, we laugh at 30 <laughs> Rock. But anyways, also... But I know, honestly, you'd rather watch a reflection, so what the heck... No, I'd rather watch The Night of Prosperity, best show on TV. Oh, Nights of Prosperity. Not that good. Yeah. Not that good. Uh, the, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Maria Conchita Hatso, whatever yeah. her name is. Sophia Vergara. Well, yeah, whatever, Bergara. same thing. I want to throw out on a very tenuous X3 uh, connection that uh, Brett Ratner is providing commentary on the uh, Jackie Chan Police Story re-releases what? and Police Story 2 just came out a couple weeks ago. Because so. he's a good director. Uh, but he's a big fan of Jackie Chan, clearly, and talking about Rush Hour 3 and so forth. So uh, that D- that uh, DVD is out, as well as the Infernal Affairs trilogy. Two and three just came out. Oh, good timing on that. But before yeah. we move back yeah. on to that. And it says, from you know the movies that inspired Our, The Departed. Departed so. yeah. But can we finish the heroes thing absolutely, real fast? Absolutely. How about some of the stuff they're doing with the backstory? Showing the Invisible Man and his connection. I love it. How yeah. about uh, George Takei being involved? I love it. Yep. And oh my. did anybody else realize... George Takei. Can you take it beyond those two words? Sulu. Anyways, so... Um, well, they called, she called him. She called Hero uh, Sulu. A couple weeks ago, yeah. yeah. But but also, did anybody else notice that the the building where Claire is passed off to Mr. Bennett was the building that has been in all the flashbacks and not all the flashbacks but I mean the uh it's the it's the building that it's the uh, building that uh, they go up on top of right where, where the bird painted. where the yeah, yeah, bird okay. cages are and it's I believe that's the building that's owned by the father of Simone So it's all Simone. very intertwined and I and So I, I'm thinking they're going to bring in wasn't Richard Roundtree didn't he play the dad Yes. So I'm thinking He's he, come back he might be involved. And I should so. say, and Andy's going to be pleased with this, my pick of the week, by the way, was X-Factor. And I, One uh, of the best books out there. And, and the article, Even though it's stupid Marvel. And, he, and the article is going to, the, the reveal will go up tonight, which will have been up for a couple of days, I think, by the time we get this out here, is that uh, I think that's the book. If you, if you know someone who likes heroes and they think it's close to X-Men, you should hand them X-Factor because that's the Marvel mutant book closest to what Heroes is doing, where the costumes don't really matter. It's all about characterization and the interaction and the conspiracy that Jamie Madrox is trying to unravel. So so uh, would you say that it has that certain X-Factor? No. Oh, Yes. You know, so I, oh, I just I just read a now line. now that kind of line makes me doubt my liking of Studio 60. You're, made, you're pushing me over to go, Chris. Let's have dinner. <laughs> and you know how bad that is when I'm willing to have sit down for a meal. With I, I'm confused. Unless now. he buys, just don't feed his beard. Yes. Okay. Tony Stark had a. No, no, you can't spoil it. It's too early to spoil. Just, uh, don't, don't. I don't understand it. I, it's okay. I, did I tell you? Did I tell you it was bad? So the, the Captain America part was horrible. There we go. So let us leave ourselves in confusion. And if you have other confusion you'd like us to wrap up, by all means, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. Look how fast we responded to the wrestling request. Post a question. Exactly. And we even name-checked the guys. So there we go. 
And and uh, you can post on the forums, ask a question there. Chris Garcia never actually reads questions, but I will email him questions that get posted to the forum. And and we missed that guy. Somehow we finally killed off that one guy that really hated you and oh. kept posting. Well, that's because Brock Lesnar's not around anymore for him to, okay. to rave about. No, no, he raved for a long time. He ranted oh, he against did? you for, for years afterwards. Wait, did he like Brock Lesnar? Or no, he, he hated him. And he I hated Brock Lesnar. And so I can't remember what he, what he signed, signed on, but it was bizarre. So anyway, you can post. You can email. And we will gladly, gladly take up the cause that you would like us to take up. You can give us a hug at WonderCon. Yeah, visit us at WonderCon at the Fanboy Gar- Planet booth. Garcia is very huggable. There is no Fanboy Planet booth. There's an elusive arts entertainment oh. booth, which we will be hanging around a little oh, bit. But, but we got but a lot look, to look, do. Look for look for major Fanboy presence at uh, SuperCon. At SuperCon, I think Derek confirmed? should. I don't know. Okay, well, I think Derek should post our all our photos so everybody can recognize us and go visit. No, I'm kidding. I'm putting that Lex Luthor figure up as me. Yeah, there we go. So, anyway, thanks for listening in. I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of Fanboy Planet. Andy Mead. Lon Lopez with my special guest. Chris Garcia. Rick Brett Snyder. There we go. And we remind you, of course, to only use your... Wait, I messed up the... Hellblazer. Pause. Use your powers only for good. And we'd like to thank the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.lukeski.com. Do you think that's a uh, skin cancer or something? Yes. No, no I think it's a melanoma. No, I think you were hit by a radioactive isotope. I, th- I said this last week. Radioactive it's isotope. It's just uh, trying to bug me. I you're think gonna, it's bigger. You're going to be able to pimple. T- squeeze it. I think it's an ovarian Your cyst. secret power is going to be that you're going to be able to taste things at a distance. Which is going to be hard once you can't control it. Because you'll be like looking at stuff and tasting it. Which brings us to heroes. Yeah. So there we go. Uh, that's a power? That's a power. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? You remember, did my does, does, anybody re- does anybody read Flaming Carrot yeah. ever? Yeah. yeah. Do you remember when when the, when he met Scotty, the guy who could turn into a Yorkshire Terrier? Yes. And Flaming Carrot said, well, it's not much of a superpower, but at least it's a superpower. So you can taste from distance. That's good. Yeah. It's a superpower. What are you going to do? I'd like to remind everyone listening to use your powers only for good. Thank you.